Welcome to Big SEC Guys. I'm your host, Daniel Poppy Southers, and this is my co-host, Tucker, the damn good dog, Compton. We are the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. All right, folks, week one of the college football season is here. For those of you listening, it's Monday, August 28th. I'm here with Tuck. We're talking ball. We're talking SEC football. This is like the week of Christmas for me, Tuck. I've been looking forward to college football for quite some time. Yeah, we, honestly, I mean, week zero was a nice little teaser, but it was an, an yeah. appetizer. You're exactly right. It was like the chips and salsa at the Mexican restaurant, but really not even that good, to be honest. Honestly, it's like when you get like a like an appetizer that people don't really love, but you just sort of eat it. And I was about you to think say, that I, was I don't know if I would quite give it salsa or, or queso level, but you know, it I was regretted something. it. <laughs> I regretted it as soon as I said it. It was definitely it not was chips and salsa sure. worthy. It was like, uh, you know, it was like when you order that. It was the miso charcuterie soup. board. Oh, exactly right. It's the, <laughs> the miso soup at the the shout out Hirano's on uh, Eisenhower, Savannah, yeah. Georgia. Not um, not quite pork dumplings. Definitely not the teriyaki chicken uh, or or the sushi. But it is. It, it was the miso soup. It, it was exactly something. Right. Nothing exciting. It felt a little underwhelming, to be honest. Part of me kind of wishes it just didn't happen. But it gave me an excuse to watch football on Saturday. So I was excited about that. But I'm now that we have a full slate of SEC games um, and other games on, on the table this week with, with some good games out there, uh, I, I'm super excited. And, and we got some – Damn good SEC games. So I, I, I can't wait touched. to talk about them with you. You can say that again. And I I think you're so right. It I, I've got to go back to that analogy. It it certainly wasn't the gyoza, the pork dumpling. It was the miso soup or the ginger salad. But now we've got week one. We've got South Carolina UNC college game day. That's the teriyaki chicken or teriyaki steak, if you there will, you here at the hibachi restaurant. You've got Florida, Utah. I think that's going to be a fun game. And then the dessert listener, whatever your favorite dessert is, think about that dessert on Sunday when you get to watch number five LSU play number eight Florida State. And spoiler alert, at least one of us is a big SEC guy. So give me the SEC team. Give me the Tigers. I think the SEC beats down on the ACC this week, Tuck. I think it's some SEC dominance starting week one. Let's talk about it. Two Thursday games. We got two games coming up on Thursday. Florida, yeah, Utah, let's, let's South start Dakota, Missouri. Let's start with those. Well, you know, one thing I don't know if we really need to get into Missouri, South Dakota. We should I, I'm, I'm just gonna give a general overarching thing that I'm looking for in these type of games. I, I mean, we've got a lot of games here with no lines. Missouri, South Dakota, Ole Miss, Mercer. Arkansas, Western Carolina, Mississippi State, Southeast Louisiana, UGA, UT Martin, Vanderbilt, Alabama, and M. Guy, you know you're bad 
if you don't even get a line against Vandy. Um, but all we're really looking for, uh, all I'm looking for in these games, I don't want to speak for you, Dan, but I just want to show, you know, not to show some sort of weakness. You know, I, I don't want this game being somewhat close in the first half if I'm if I'm any of these SEC teams and or you know I don't want if I'm Georgia with a new quarterback I don't want Carson Beck looking bad um I don't want anyone's quarterbacks looking bad it, it, so you want you just want some good old domination at the line probably running the ball most of the time running them out I wouldn't bet on these type of games anyways because they're more effort type plays than anything that I, I think is just impossible to bet on. And and you just don't know when, when the coaches are going to take people out and, th- and that kind of thing. So, you know, even if there were huge lines, I wouldn't take them. Um, so with that Missouri, South Dakota being Thursday, I, I'll, t- I'll tune in, take a look at it probably for the first quarter. Um, but I, I, I will be honed into that Florida Utah game. Um, I've got the line here at four and a half now. What do you have it at, Dan? Because it's been moving. Uh, it has been moving a lot, and I'm right there with you with those sort of games that don't even have a line. Those are what I call warm-up games. And uh, a quick shout-out to my Mercer Bears. Fun fact, number one online NBA program in Georgia, Mercer. If anyone was wondering, go Bears. Um, <laughs> they're one to know, so Ole Miss – we're coming for you question mark uh mercer's coming i don't know we'll see uh i've also I, i've seen that florida utah line drop from as high as like utah was i, I, I think, think it was, it was 10 as high as minus 10 yeah 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 and I, I last time i looked it was at utah minus five that makes me think we I, you know this i know this our, our listeners may or may not know this cam rising is the quarterback for utah he's a stud he's got the juice as i like to say and uh that that we just don't know if he's playing or not if cam rising's playing i i think this is a comfortable relatively comfortable utah win because i think florida's going to try to establish the run and i'm not sure how good utah will be stopping that that being said they were pretty good against the run last year so i i i do like utah at home covering the four and a half, but I'm also kind of assuming cam rising plays. So we'll see. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the big question, Mark. Um, we, we simply don't know. He has not been practicing that that's the word on the street. And, and so, you know, if, if we were talking about someone that hasn't taken a snap for a team, then we would all be saying he's definitely out. But I think cam Rising's the kind of player that kind of steps in without practicing and, and he plays regardless. Um, and not to mention, uh, apparently their backup is also hurt, and so we're we're and they're battling it out between the third stringers to see who's going to take the starting role here. So for me, I am still taking Utah at minus four and a half. Um, I think this is probably a good old fashioned overreaction to. You know, I, I do think Cam Rising is 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 that guy, but I think that Utah is simply a better team top down than Florida is right now, uh, quarterback or not. And so I, I think this is, you know, losing almost a touchdown and points 
from uh from losing that quarterback I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction from, from the betters. I think it was, you know, some people getting some inside information and, and buying that thing down quickly and then everyone following suit. So I, I'm going the other way and I've seen it as low at four and a half. So that's where I'm taking it. Um, I'm taking Utah minus four and a half. I like it, Tuck. I like that. Uh, I think Utah's the better football team. I'm with you there. Since we are an SEC podcast, there are a few guys on Florida I'm excited to watch. Uh, Graham Mertz has been nothing short of terrible so far. Every time I've watched him play the game we like to call football as the quarterback. So I'm interested to see how he does against Utah. Utah's got a good defense, so that there could be some some growing pains. It won't even be a welcome to the SEC because Utah's not obviously not in the SEC, but they'll, they'll, there could be some growing pains there. Yeah, Graham well, that, I, I agree with you there. I, I want to see what Florida has. I, it's kind of bizarre. Everything we've heard, he, heard out of Billy Napier, everyone thought this was going to be more of a QB battle kind of going in. And he named Mertz a starter very quickly. And has yeah, done really nothing on. but sing his praises. And so they, they, I mean, Florida fans are getting all up on the Mertz hype train. Um, I've got to see it to believe it. And I don't know, maybe this is a scenario of the coach thinks positive reinforcement is going to help the guy. And so that's why he's singing praises at yeah. him left and right. Um, or maybe the guy's just good and, and he's taking a step forward and, and being in Florida has helped him out um, with, a, with a new, you know, just a different environment. You, you never know. So I, I'm very excited to see kind of how he plays with against that Utah defense, like you said. I'll tell you what else. I'm excited to watch Florida's running backs. Montrell Johnson was good last year. Trevor Etienne, Travis Etienne's little brother was good last year. I think they've got a good two-headed monster running the ball. I know Billy Napier is going to want to establish the run. Uh, I don't think, sorry, Graham Mertz, if you're listening, I don't think Graham Mertz is very good, so they're going to need to run the ball well. And then my guy, Ricky Pearsall, at receiver. I I think that guy's a stud. So you've got some fun skill position stuff to watch. If you're watching Florida, look out for a couple of those names. Let's see how they do. Yeah, I will say the over-unders at 45 and a half points. So that feels you know, low. They're, they're expecting a, a 24-20 type game, 24-21 um, yeah. oh, yeah. type game. Um, so, you know, I, I think you're kind of right. We're, we're looking at some defenses going up against each other. I'm sure the Cam Rising thing took that line down as well. I'm not sure what oh, it was yeah. at. Um but I, I think we're probably going to have some good old ground and pound and some good defenses and, and uh, a good a good battle there, kind of in, in the trenches and seeing who wins there. Yeah, I I kind of like the under. It's it's a low over under, but I even so I kind of like the kind of like the under because I think these are two teams that are going to want to be pounding the ball. It's going to be a lot of running, and with the new clock rules, we're just going to see that clock tick 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 tick. It's just going to keep moving. Yeah, I can uh, easily see be, this uh, being a 24-10 game kind of thing. Uh, I'm right there with you. Love it. So something to look out for for Florida. Like you mentioned, Missouri, South Dakota, Tuck, what are what are you looking for there? You know, uh, nothing much. Uh, just want to see 
these games aren't going to teach us anything. <laughs> if you want me to be perfectly honest with you, you know, if I didn't want to uh... see anything in, in any of these, I, I, I want to see the quarterback play. I mean, I guess because I mean, they still will need to process and, and play call and, and that kind of stuff that, um, seeing how, how they go through their progressions, those little things, um, and watching a quarterback, you can still pick up on in a game, even against a lesser opponent. Um, so seeing how Brady cook does what would be, you know, the one thing I, w- I would want to watch in this game. I love it. Yeah. This is a warm up game. I want to see how Brady cook is. And then my big one, I, I can't wait to watch my guy. I called this guy one of Poppy's players. Hashtag Poppy's players. Luther Burden the third. Huge recruit. Stayed home at Missouri. Had moments last year where he was unguardable. Had moments last year where he disappeared. I think after this year we could be talking about Luther Burden the third as one of the best wide receivers in football. I think this guy's a stud, so I'm pumped to see him. I'm, I'm thinking, he, I'm thinking he's going to have one of those like seven, eight catches, under fifty yards, couple of touchdown type games, and we're going to be saying that guy looked good. All right, I like that take. So something to look out for. Uh, let's talk Saturday games if that works. We've got a yeah. few. We got some interesting ones. We've got uh, we've got Tennessee, Virginia. And then uh, Kentucky, Ball State, those are the two noon games on ABC and SEC Network, respectively. <laughs> Let's make this one easy. I, I don't think Virginia is very good, so give me t- Tennessee covering. I've seen that line as high as 30, but I still think Tennessee giving 30, of course. Um, I still think Tennessee is going to, going to cover that spread i think we get to see that fun fun josh heupel offense and then we get to see mr arm talent himself mr i can throw it far milton talk yeah i mean i i i've got the same bet um i i found it at 27 and a half so um i like it there um obviously because that that's a nice right before that four touchdown mark but I, I just think Heupel's probably sick of hearing people talk about their true freshman quarterback, and, and I, I think they are, are putting Milton on notice and, and saying, hey, guys, this guy's good. Even though, you know, I'm not convinced he's going to be great in the long run, but against Virginia, I bet he's going to look really good. And I, I think Heupel's just going to run up the score on him um, put the beat down on them. I wouldn't be surprised if they're up 28 in the first half. Um, and then it's just over from there. You know, Virginia is just not very good this year. They, they're, they lost a lot. Um, and you know, their, their season ended tragically last year. I don't know if you remember that they, they like canceled their last two games because of the school shooting. Uh, um, yeah. and so, you know, I, I just don't think they're – and like I said, they, they lost the talent that they had. They're very much rebuilding right now. And I just I, – I think this is just a good old-fashioned Tennessee beatdown where Heupel just wants to show the nation, you know, how good his offense is like he, he likes to do every now and again. 
I love it. I, I think Joe Milton's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be absolutely launching the football. Heupel's going to want to score a bunch of points, like you mentioned. Virginia's not really going to be able to stop what Tennessee and Josh Heupel want to do. Really three, really four people I'm excited to see. So Joe Milton, obviously number one. But for me, number two is the freshman quarterback, Nico Iamalieva. Right. Sorry if I got that pronunciation wrong, but I think <laughs> that's close. Um, he he was the number one quarterback in the class, so it'll be interesting to see him. I think Tennessee is up enough where we're going to get to see him play. So he'll be fun to watch. And then two receivers I really like on this Tennessee team that I think could each flirt with that magic 1,000-yard number. Brew McCoy, who was really good last year and will be the main guy now that Tennessee's graduated a couple of their studs like Hyatt. Uh, and then another one of my favorite names in college football, the sophomore, my guy, Squirrel White. Cannot wait to watch him. I think he's going to be great this year. Yeah, man, I love Squirrel White too. I mean, he's just a he's a fun player to watch. I I agree with you. He'll be fun watching him catch it and and weave in and out of that horrid uh, Virginia defense. So yeah. I, I I think it'll be a you know I I just. 27 and a half to 30. I mean, that sounds like a lot of points, but to Tennessee, that's, you know, that's a quarter. Um, so I, I, I think, I think they put it up quick and, and they take care of business at Virginia. I, you know, one other thing I do want to see from Tennessee is just their, their defense. Now, is it going to be that much of a test against Virginia? They're, they're coming in with breaking in a new quarterback and a new system and everything else. So, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the best test, but it'll be a good eye test just to kind of see how they're doing in coverage, um, how that D line is getting movement off the ball, um, just seeing if, if if they've made any steps forward on that side of the ball, similar to you know what I was saying about watching the Southern Cal game the other night. Uh, you know, I just want to see. We know they're going to have a good offense. What what's that defense going to do? And now, time for a quick commercial break. This podcast is not sponsored by Island Oasis Drink Mixes. Our frozen drink mixes are made with real fruit and premium ingredients, so you can easily craft the best cocktails in no time. Blended, shaken, stirred, brewed, the possibilities are endless. Island Oasis now offers over 20 different trendy and classic flavors, and we're always mixing up something new. Flavors include strawberry, pina colada, and margarita. Do you like pina colada? Because Island Oasis does, and we've got the best mixer on the market. Island Oasis, your frozen drink friends. I think that talk tracks pretty similar to our next game, Ball State, Kentucky. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that line sort of dance around, but last last I saw it was right at about minus 26 and a half. Um, I think I like Kentucky there. I'm excited to see this Kentucky team with Devin Leary at the helm. I think Devin Leary is going to be really good. I think he was good at NC State. I'm excited to see what Mark Stoops can do with him. I think Kentucky's line is going to be pretty good this year. I think their receivers are going to be pretty good. I like Dane Key a lot. 
I think he's a player. We've got some new we've got some new running backs. Should be interesting to see how they do, you know, post we we're so used to Chris Rodriguez. It felt like he'd been the guy for the past few years and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. So excited to see what some of these new running backs can do. And I think this Kentucky team is going to be good this year, Tuck. So give me give me Kentucky given the points here. Yeah, I this is just not one I would bet on. Um sure. K- Kentucky's just not the the team to to run up a score on a ball state. They just sure. you, you don't know you don't know how long they're going to keep Devin Leary in the game. You don't you don't really know what they're going to do here. They they might try to make a statement with him and, and their wide receiver core who's supposed to be really good this year. I, but Again, I mean, it's a game I'm going to be watching the first quarter, first half of, um, and and then I'm I'm tuning in to some other games because it's just there's not going to be much to gain from from watching uh, Kentucky beat up on Ball State. So I've seen some interesting things here. So Devin Leary, Kentucky's quarterback, transferred from NC State. Right, he was NC State starter right. last year. <laughs> One of the guys that's going to get a lot of touches and will probably end up being the starter at the end of the year for Kentucky. <laughs> it's also NC State's starting running back, Demi Sumo Kongbe. Uh, he, he transferred over. So we've got the NC State skill positions just moving over to the SEC via Kentucky. And let's see how they do. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So we'll we'll see how it come, goes about. I mean, I, it's one of those things. Every time you talk, to or, or hear from anyone around Devin Leary's camp, they all say the same thing and that this guy is a stud and he's a player. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I want, I do want to see it. I, I want to see how, how he looks. I like it. I think our next couple of games, we got a few, we got a few in here. We don't really need to talk too much about all Miss against my Mercer bears. It'll be interesting to see Jackson Dart. He'll be fun to watch for, like like we said, the first quarter, the first half. Quinshot Judkins is going to run for about a million yards this game, so it'll be fun to see him have. Um, he'll have ten carries for, you know, two hundred yards. Uh, so that'll right. be entertaining to watch. Auburn, Massachusetts. I, I think Massachusetts is <laughs> really bad. Arkansas surprising that there's a line out for this one. I, I didn't know I, Auburn could be favored by 37 I, points. But, I was shocked by that. Um, may, maybe we maybe we should take Auburn there just because they're they've they're going to be trying to show something. Yeah, they've drawn a line in the sand. I like that. And then Arkansas, <laughs> Western Carolina, Mississippi State, Southeastern Louisiana, Georgia, Tennessee, Martin. Those are all warm up games. Tuck like those those five games. I'm just missing mentioned hit the highlights what are you looking for yeah i mean obviously i'm a georgia fan i want to see how carson beck comes out um i'm I'm assuming it's gonna be you know a whole lot of nothing there um there's some some little position battles here and there um or left tackle position it was really up for debate and i I don't know if a a starter has been named yet ernest green is is the likely candidate for that but i do want to see who comes in and and starts and takes that position um 
And then, you know, Georgia's running back room right now is just in shambles. We, we yeah, got, everyone yeah. seems to be hurt. So I, I want to see who's carrying the rock for us just, uh, and how they look. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be one of those situations that ends up working out for us in the long run because we get some young guys with some touches early. Um, and, and that's only beneficial once we get to big games if we need them. Um, but, you know, I just want to see who that guy is that can step up and, and take it. Um, Arkansas, Mississippi State, we know their quarterbacks were, yep. you know, we know they're going to be good. There's nothing I'm going to gain from watching those. Um, and, and same with Auburn, Massachusetts. Um, now, so, yeah, the quarterback think, battle uh, is there. Yeah, I think so, the quarterback battle is there for Auburn, Massachusetts. That's one of my highlights. I'm looking forward to watch to watching Peyton Thorne, see how he does. And then, you know, I'm a Robbie Ashford guy. I love his legs, the dual threat ability. And then let's not forget about the BC kid, the kid from Savannah himself, Holden Garner. He, he's the third guy. And I've seen some reports that Hugh Freeze likes him. I, we've got an, we've got an Auburn source uh, that that's close to the podcast that, Still thinks Holden's about a year out from being ready, but I, I'm excited to see the Savannah kid potentially get some play against UMass. Yeah, I mean, look, if he can get in, that I would love to see that. And and as an Auburn fan, you know, they they had so many transfers coming in and and plugging into different positions. I think just kind of seeing how that team kind of molds and meshes together. Um, is going to be interesting um, from a role player standpoint as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I kind of hate it when QB competitions are, are decided over, you know, a Massachusetts game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I just don't know. I, I would rather it be figured out in practice when you're playing, you know, SEC defenders. Uh, than in a Massachusetts game. So I, I hope that's not what – I'm sure what's going to happen from this game is we're going to get a massive overreaction from one quarterback or another based on who played where well and who, who didn't play up to standards. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, maybe they just all tear up Massachusetts and we learn nothing. You did see what Massachusetts did last last weekend, didn't you, Tuck? Did you see it? I, you see I didn't. Minutemen did. They broke that sweet, sweet twenty-four game home uh, away losing. Excuse me, away losing streak. <laughs> Love it. So they're ready to go. I, I thought you were going to say they killed a tree or something. No, uh, not the Minutemen. They um, <laughs> they went to New Mexico State and they got them. There they you got go. Them. Well, they're and hot. their starter. Their starter is actually. I was watching a little bit of their game. Their starters that Tyson, the last, the LOL, the last name. Somebody make a video of me trying to pronounce all these different names, but it's <laughs> that Tyson Famachan guy who was at Clemson. He's their starter now, it, buddy. Yeah, um, smart. Stay away. He was at <laughs> he was at Clemson, and then he was at Georgia Tech, and he he got some like garbage time play at Clemson, and then. Uh, played a little bit at Georgia Tech too, and now he's the starter for the Minutemen, and he looked good. Well, I'm sold. Give me Massachusetts plus 37. I'm kind of thinking we're back on the Massachusetts, just like that. We're back on the Massachusetts train. Well, the problem is I go against that in my Alabama and TSU bet. So I, 
that that theory. So, I, and I'll explain that when we get there. But oh boy, I think we're now almost there. To be honest with you, let's knock out the last couple so we can talk. At the, I mean, the two highlights this week are obviously South Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida State LSU. So let's save those to the end. But right. the the next group there: New Mexico versus Texas A and M. Vanderbilt versus Alabama A&M, Alabama versus MTSU. Talk me through some of your highlights. So, I mean, obviously the highlight there, Vanderbilt, absolutely nothing. We got to see them against Hawaii. Um, yep. So that, you know, we, we kind of, we've already gotten to see what they are. A&M versus New Mexico, again, not much there. I, I, I would like to see Connor Wagman, you know, take a step forward kind of thing. I'd like to see the Agreed. defense take a step forward. Um, but I don't know if New Mexico is going to give us a, a good enough test to really gauge that. But um, Alabama MTSU, I mean, that, that's a game I will be very much tuned into. Uh, who will be the starting quarterback? We still do not know. And it could be one of three guys. That's that's the crazy thing to me. We haven't even had it dwindled down to two guys yet. Um, no one has come out with any credible news of it being one, two, or three. And so we, we really don't know who's going to roll out there as the starting quarterback. Um, now, if I had to guess, I'm guessing Jalen Milrow kind of gets – first rips at things. Um, yeah, I agree. And then my guess is Tyler Buckner gets the second go at things. And then Ty Simpson comes in um, at the end, but I, I bet they all get similar reps in this game um, with it being three guys in the competition. You, you kind of have to let them all get out there and see how they are. Um, and, what, one of my bets this week is going to be Alabama minus 39 against MTSU, uh, which is – I like I, it. I think the highest line I've ever taken in my life. But, you know, we've got three guys really going after a starting position for – They're going to be giving it their all. The dynasty team, you know? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. every every one of these guys are going to be – going 110% the entire game. Um, And, you know, if if I'm the wide receivers and the rest of the offense that's playing with that quarterback, I'm following suit because, you know, I I don't want to be the reason this guy doesn't get the starting job. So I think everyone's going to be working their ass off the whole game, even when they're up by 40 points against MTSU. So I just see them kind of pedal to the metal the entire game. Um, running this score up. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're looking at a beauty pageant because it's who looks the best against a inferior opponent. <laughs> um, and, and I just, the question is who, who comes out on top. And I, I don't think, I think Saban knows it as well as anyone that, that is not going to be figured out in this game, but you know, the Bama fans are going to have their, the, decision made after this game oh tuck boy the fan vote is going to be real i love that commentary. <laughs> i love that call out i i'm looking forward to that alabama game just because i want to watch these three quarterbacks battle it out uh, i think Jalen noro is going to be the starter as well i like his legs dual threat guy i think we're going to see tyler buckner early and often 
uh, obviously coming over from Notre Dame with the offensive coordinator. I think we're going to see Ty Simpson. I saw a report the other gate the other day that freshman Dylan Lonergan was putting on a show in practice. That's like, apparently everyone loves him. Is there a fourth name now in the hat? I mean, it is. It's unbelievable. What we're no, that here. I read that same thing. That I, I, I yeah. they even kind of came out and was like, "Look, we love this kid, but you know, yeah. hold, hold your horses. We're, he's not there yet." <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but I mean, if he's Who's you know pushing be? Ty Simpson at the on, on the freshman level, I mean, we just have no idea. And, and yeah, anyone who says they do it, at either they're lying. better, they're lying. Yeah, yeah, they're either lying or or they're somehow in Saban's practices which i know for a fact are locked up better than the pentagon so oh my gosh you're i reached out to a, a friend of the pod who's who's close to the alabama program and i said you've got to know more than than us you know you got to give me something and he said and i quote i have no earthly clue what's gonna happen <laughs> no nobody knows. that was so funny i just don't think anyone has taken that step forward to to take the job and, and so no. And so may, maybe Saban is looking for one of them to just break out in a game like this against MTSU so he can just put it to rest and just say, hey, all right, you earned it. You took it. Sorry. Here's the line. But we'll see. Um, yeah. You know, we got – I've only got uh, 30 minutes left, so I, I want to get to these last two games before I, I go too much on an Alabama quarterback ramp. Let's do it. I, I think the game we're all, we've all been waiting for, I, I know we'll spend some time on this one. Uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, college game day. It's the 730 ABC game. I'm sure it'll be probably Kirk and Reese calling the game. Uh, they're, Duke's they're gonna Mayo out, Classic. The Duke's Mayo Classic. They're <laughs> going to pull out all the stops for this one. I've personally got 16 tickets to that game, so I'll be there <laughs> with um, 15 very good friends. We've got an entire row to ourselves. I'll be in the stadium. Sure, everyone will be level. very sober. Yeah, we're going to tailgate early. We're going to play some golf. It's going to be a great weekend. Wait, I, are you going to the, uh, the concert beforehand? Listening to Sandstorm? Oh, that's for the Kentucky game. Oh, what that's, is that's it? Later I thought season. that was for yeah. this game. <laughs> no, oh, I will. I will go to that game now. But that's, Sorry, that's I, the Kentucky game later this season. That, that was Rudy. me just lo- looking at a at a headline. Quick headline, <laughs> classic, classic <laughs> headline grab. Didn't really need to read too much into it. No, I love the plug. Plug for the South Carolina Kentucky game. Da Rude is going to play a concert. The guy who right. I guess wrote Sandstorm. So look out for that. But. I like South Carolina in this game. I know I'm so biased that the big question is, will our stud wide receiver juice Wells play? He did. I saw a practice report today. He did practice, um, in a, in a limited, limited fashion. So he's, he's sort of banged up our stud freshman, Nick Harbor, who's the number one freak in all of college football, six, five, two And he's the fastest player in college football. He's been banged up too. He's he's in a sling. So the question for me is like, what will Dowell Loggins, the new offensive coordinator, look like? What will this yeah. offense look like? How will Spencer Rattler look? Our wide our slot wide receiver from last year to carry on Joiner is now like he's been our emergency quarterback. He's been our slot wide receiver. He's now our starter at running back, and they think he's good. So 
how will how will Joiner look at running back? How will some of these other receivers step up? I I think Xavier Leggett is a guy at South Carolina who's going to sort of become a household name. He's 6'3", 230, built like a linebacker, super fast, super strong, has made plays, just hasn't been very consistent. So let's see if he can step up. I think our D-line is going to be okay. I have a lot of questions about our linebackers. And then I think our defensive backs are going to be good. We've got Nick Emanwari and DQ Smith, who I think – outside of Georgia, maybe the best safety room in college football. I mean, I think these two guys are studs and they're both sophomores. Um, so the the million-dollar question here, Tuck, is can, can South Carolina score enough and stop Drake May enough to win this football game? I, I think they can. South Carolina, they're dogs. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs. So I like South Carolina money line. Give me South Carolina winning straight up, Tuck. Let me hear your thoughts. I, Feel free to ask me any questions that are on your mind. No, I mean I I'm in the same boat. I like the the end of the day, I, I think we're kind of know what we're gonna get more so from Drake May in North Carolina. Um yeah. they're gonna be pretty good. Um, good offense, and, bad defense. And the question is what are we going to get from South Carolina? Are, are we going to get yeah. the first half of the season in South Carolina from last year? Or are we going to get Clemson and Tennessee, South Carolina? Because um, if that South Carolina shows up week in and week out, then, you know, you, y'all, y'all, you might not be crazy to think they're going to win 10 games this year. But truth is they've been so inconsistent. I just don't know who's going to show up in this game. Um, so, for that reason, I took USC plus two and a half because I give it really 50 50 shot who's going to win this game. Love I do it. think it all depends on who South Carolina, which South Carolina team shows up that day. Um, and, you know, if I'm going to get points from either one of these guys, I'm going to take them. If it was North Carolina plus two and a half, I would have taken North Carolina. So give me South Carolina plus two and a half with the points. Um, and you know, you're right. At that point, you might as well probably take it money line and, and get a little extra juice on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get some juice on the money line. I love it, Tuck. Yeah. The question is like North Carolina, I think, is going to be good offense, bad defense. And I think South Carolina is is going to be good offense, average defense, but really good special teams. So give me Beamer, Beamer ball, the special (laughs) teams magic. I think South Carolina makes some magic. I hope Juice Wells plays. If Juice Wells doesn't play, I feel a lot less confident in saying we win. But if Juice Wells can go, I, I think we beat North Carolina, and I think the SEC gets off to a good start against the ACC this year. You know, this is a game I wish was not a neutral site. I, I just wish y'all did a home and home. Um, yeah, have. I and I, I don't know where everyone started doing these neutral site games here and there, and and I just having a NFL stadium halfway full of South Carolina and halfway full of North Carolina fans. Just, I mean, it just dampens everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking so, of new site games. 
Yeah, I mean, like if this was at South Carolina, I would be hammering South Carolina. Um, so I think it's going to feel like a home game for South Carolina. I was looking at the ticket distribution. It's going to be heavy Gamecock. I'll tell well, you that right. I, I, I bet you South Carolina has more tickets, but I mean, how, how many can, can we do a quick research of how many seats it holds? I mean, it, it still won't be more than 30,000 South Carolina fans in my and so I just I don't you know that that can get kind of loud, but I don't know if it gets loud enough to really disrupt Drake May. Yeah, B of A is going to be seventy five thousand capacity. Oh, that's seventy five, so that's pretty big. It's big. It's a, and it's a sellout. So the game sold out, uh, and I think I saw somewhere the expectation is going to be like fifty South Carolina, twenty five North Carolina. So almost two thirds South Carolina fans. Yeah, we I, you know I. I Y'all can get loud. Y'all can maybe disrupt it a little bit. If y'all if y'all can yeah. get in Drake May's head and 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 disrupt the game from a fan standpoint, I, I think that would be a huge factor in this game. Yeah, Drake May's a he's a cool operator, so we'll see. But yeah, give me give me the Gamecocks, folks. Lock of the week, Gamecocks money line, Poppy's lock of the week. Let's finish strong here, Tuck. This is truly the game of the week. I don't know why this game's on Sunday, but it is. So. LSU, Florida State, the Camping World kickoff at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida, sponsored by Camping World, if anyone was wondering. Talk me through this one, Tuck. So I honestly am looking at it the exact same way as I'm looking at the South Carolina. Well, not the exact same way. These two teams are way more known. I I think I know what I'm going to get out of them. I I think they're both – I mean – they played last year. The game was 24-23. They were pretty much dead even. Um, and I think they both take really good step forwards this season and have brought back a lot of leadership. They both brought back their quarterback. They've both brought back their coordinators. They both feel like they have playoff potential. They both feel like they can win the respective leagues. And so – this is going to be some great football. And and I don't know if I put one on a talent level or coaching level or any particular level above the other. Um, so I was going back and forth on it, but I, I got to treat it similar to the South Carolina, North Carolina, where, you know, if I really view this as a 50, 50 bet, where if they play, 10 times, half the times Florida State wins, half the times LSU wins, give me the points because they might matter one of those five times. And so I'm taking Florida State plus two and a half. I'm 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 going the other direction. Give me LSU minus two and a half. I I always like to take the SEC team in any sort of SEC ACC showdown. As a given rule, I think you're right. These are these are two potential playoff teams. So I'm excited to watch to watch these these teams work. I personally think Florida State is going to be really good this year, but I also think LSU is going to be really good this year. I'm really hoping Florida State beats Clemson. That's either here nor there in terms of Week One. I like Jordan Travis on Florida State. I like Trey Benson a lot. 
It's just crazy how, how similar these two teams are. And then they you know, are. And now, and now we're getting the whole back and forth of um, Mason Smith uh, of LSU getting uh, pulled for the game, which I, I think is complete BS, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, and then Clemson or Florida State's pushing back and they're saying, well, we, we lost a D line of our own. So, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of, it's going to be fun. I mean, I, this is my, I know obviously as a South Carolina fan, you're excited for that South Carolina, North Carolina game. But I mean, this game is on a Sunday, which is just bizarre, but awesome. Um, it's against two teams that really have playoff potential. Yeah. This um, is the best game. And I just like, kicking off this with this game on Sunday. Do I kind of, I guess I kind of wish it was Saturday night game, um, 7 PM after a full slate uh, of watching, you know, these other games and then being able to finish off with that one would be awesome. But that, that, you know, similar to the, to Notre Dame playing in Ireland. I, I don't, I don't mind a little change of pace, especially early in the season. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, and you know, g- give me something to do on Sunday. Tuck, you're exactly right. It's going to give us something to do on Sunday. I, I think this is the best game of the weekend, obviously based on rankings and potential. I'm excited to watch this Florida state team. Cause talk about a team filled with transfers. I mean, you look at the depth chart and it's just like transfer after transfer. Johnny Wilson, their receiver is going to be good. Keon Coleman, the transfer from Michigan State, is going to be really good. Jordan Travis, who, if you remember, played at Louisville and transferred uh, That's right. as their quarterback. I think he's going to be good. Trey Benson, their running back, was really good last year. So they've got some juice. Spoiler alert, Trey Benson transferred from Oregon, if, if any of you follow recruiting like I do. So it's a team just filled with with transfers and and I'm excited to see them sort of mesh together uh two gamecocks on this team so Jaheim Bell who is our like tight end running back sort of all purpose he's going to be the starting tight end for Florida State and then Gilbert Edmond who is our defensive end who is really good is either going to be the starter or the backup at one of their defensive end spots so excited to watch those two gamecocks play but still give me LSU give me LSU giving the points I I like Jaden Daniels just so much for LSU. I think he's so good. And then uh, I like Harold Perkins, the linebacker for LSU. I think he's an absolute stud. So give me Brian Kelly. Give me LSU. And uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think LSU's really good and will take a little bit of a step forward this year. I just, I, I think they took a huge step forward last year. So expecting them to take another huge leap is just a little bit unreasonable. Um, and, you know, not saying that I, you know, think they're going to be terrible. I, I think that, you know, they're going to be playing Alabama for the SEC West. Uh, but I'm just kind of curious. I, I, I just I just don't see them coming out of the gate strong against Florida State. I, I just give me the points in this game every single time. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be the Malik Neighbors show. You all know I like wide receivers. I think Malik Neighbors is 
either the best or second best wide receiver in the SEC with Juice Wells for South Carolina and uh, mm-hmm. honorable mention Lad McConkey. Shout out. Uh, I, I think Malik Neighbors is going to be a household name after week one. I think we're going to see a big game from him and Jaden Daniels. I think that's going to be the difference. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But I like I I think both South Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida State LSU are gonna be awesome games that are just fifty fifty games. And you know, my my mathematical mind tells me to take the points if I if I see an even matchup. That's a shark move, Tuck. Take the points. <laughs> when, the, when when the matchup's even, you go with the points. Uh well, very good, Tuck. I think next time we talk. Week one will be over. We'll have some answers. We'll get to see some things. We'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Maybe a little SEC Heisman watch, players of the week. Yeah, and then we're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some recurring special guests throughout the season. So we got, we got some good positive momentum going. I like. Yeah, that. no, no longer just talking. We're actually watching and and seeing and and making assessments. So I, I'm pumped about it. We're out of talking season. We're into football season. I love it. All right, Tuck. Well, we'll talk soon. Next time I see you, we'll have a lot to talk about. All right, brother. See you. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Big SEC Guys. That's it. That's the episode. The end.